Welcome to a special Packers post-draft podcast. Joining me today, I have Grayson Johnson and David McAdams. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you guys here. They, these guys go way back with me. We were together freshman year at App State. This was the lunch crew. Um, Grayson, pretty avid Packers fan. We were actually at the Panthers-Packers game when Aaron Rodgers threw down the Windows tablet because he had Randall Cobb wide open. And David, I don't know what team he affiliates with. Free agent. Free agent. He just – he likes team jerseys. I know he (laughs) likes the the Raiders jerseys and – I do. Like like the the Bucks. Uh, Oh, my God. Bias towards the Titans. You cannot like the Bucks now, David. Please. No, the Milwaukee the Bucks. So that, that's as close to Wisconsin. <laughs> Hopping on the Brady train. No, no, no. The Milwaukee Bucks. That's that's Wisconsin. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Packer, this is Packers Pod. You can be a Bucks fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna jump right in. We got a lot of thoughts on on this draft. Before we get into any Jordan Love thoughts and other various things like not drafting a receiver. We're gonna dig, we're gonna dig deep, but I wanted to just give the rundown. I drafted out two weeks before the draft. What were the Packers team needs? And I'm gonna give you the team needs, and then I'm gonna give you the list of who we drafted, and then we're just gonna tackle it one round at a time with our thoughts. These are the team needs. First item, Green Bay, find a compliment to Devontae Adams. It's a great wide receiver draft class. We just signed Devin Funchess for a year, but we're probably going to need to fill that spot. Number two, Packers need to find players who can stop the run. We know what our run defense was last year. We signed Christian Kirksey for two years. And we released Blake Martinez, who was really a force for us. So, need a linebacker. Three, offensive line. Right tackle Rick Wagner. We signed him for two years. And we sent Balaga to the Chargers after one of his resurgent seasons. And it's Corey Lindsley on a contract year. So, we got to fill that spot. Here's what we drafted, and you may notice none of that matches up. <laughs> Round one, we trade up from 30 to 26 to select quarterback Jordan Love of Utah State. Round two, we draft running back A.J. Dillon, Boston College. Round three, we draft tight end Josiah DeGura, Cincinnati. Round four, we didn't have a round four pick. We traded that away for Jordan Love. Round five, we draft a linebacker, Kamal Martin. Round six, we draft three offensive linemen, a guard, a center, and another guard. And round seven, we draft defense. We draft a safety and a defensive end. We got a lot of thoughts on Jordan Love. This was the story of the draft, the pick that was going crazy on social media, We trade up. This is either history rewriting itself again, or this is the worst Packers pick 
ever. <laughs> That's just your opinion, Evan. Oh, I'm just saying our opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying it's either going to be really good. Only time will tell. It'll be really good. Yeah. Or this could be a train wreck. Grayson, give us your initial thoughts. Okay. So initial thought was Aaron Rodgers right away sitting at his house with Danica awkwardly sitting apart, you know, cause I don't think that they kiss or anything. <laughs> they have a weird relationship and he looks at the TV and they say Jordan love and Aaron Rodgers is like, what? Because like, did they communicate this with him? Like that's, that is my first reaction was like, does he know about this? So hopefully, hopefully he does. And he was cool about it because that was my first, like, that's such a shot at Rogers. Second, 17 interceptions that was my second reaction 17 17. that's like the most in whatever league that they're playing it like the year before he threw six what the year before he threw six yeah i know and that's my other reaction is 2018 jordan love is way better than this past year jordan love so it's like the urgency weird to me i don't understand yeah why they also threw a stat they threw a stat that the 17 interceptions was like the most in college history and they also threw in dan marino's name they said the last quarterback who did that was dan marino and it was like well he's either dan marino or he just really sucks <laughs> yeah or he just likes to throw the ball wherever but he was like like you said is this history repeating itself like everybody's comparing him to Favre or Rogers. And then they're like, what's Rogers going to be like? Is he going to treat him just like Favre treated Rogers? But I saw somewhere that there was a statement that Aaron was like, I'm here to help the Packers win games, not like worry about anything else. So he wasn't as like mean as Favre was where he's like, I'm not like spending my time basically babysitting and training another quarterback. Like I'm focusing on this. Aaron said it like a little bit nicer at least, but yeah, obviously and, that's not his priority. And it makes you think that because Aaron sat behind Favre and he experienced the cold shoulder um, on the years that he got really good and was, and was starting to sit in the shadows um, that maybe Rogers is more open to that, that, since he had to start his career that way, it. you know? Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Uh, so a couple thoughts, um, just like reading up on it a little bit. Um, uh, they were comparing love to more like Favre than Rogers. Cause they said, he's just got a rifle as an arm, you know, big arm, strong arm quarterback, um, takes a lot of risks, likes to throw the ball downfield, which is probably where the 17 interceptions come from. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is a little more, particular and careful and what he does. Um, but then I was also, I think doesn't Rogers have like four years left on his contract or something. So he's 36 right now. He's got four years left on his contract and he's said when, you know, he wants to play in his forties. So you're not going to bench Rogers in these next four years. So I don't understand drafting a quarterback in the first round because you don't draft a quarterback in the first round to sit on your bench for four years. So yeah, it, like, you don't draft a quarterback in the first round a lot anyway. So why is the yeah. Packers who made it to postseason won the NFC? Like, I don't, 
It just That's why it's a, make sense. a little confusing because I mean <laughs> yeah. he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So you draft a quarterback in the first round usually means you want him to play in the two years. Yeah, you know, two three years max. Like Joe Burrow coming in, saving the Bengals. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Totally fine. Like so that's that's what I don't understand is if you know if, you, if you're gonna want a project quarterback, then draft one in the fifth round or wait two years, then draft one in the top two rounds or three rounds. So I don't know why you draft one in the first round to sit there for four years. And if Rogers at age 40 is still playing well, like Tom Brady, and if you want to resign him for a couple more years, then what are you going to do with? And I just read today, 18 million is looking like what he's going to be getting. Holy money. (laughs) Well, the difference is like in 2005. So, I mean, what they're saying is Farvin Rogers like the, they're the same age, like the age that mm-hmm. Favre was when we drafted Rogers, the the age that Rogers was when we drafted Love. The difference is Favre, since he was like 34, he kept every offseason. It was like, will he, won't he retire? And like that mm-hmm. was the ongoing. It was up in the air. Yeah. And I think when Rogers dropped, he just kind of dropped in our lap and we're like, well, we don't know how long we have Favre. You know, so let's just go ahead and take him. And we ended up having him for three more years. But with Rodgers, we just paid the guy. It just just like what David said is we he's gonna be here till he's 40. My question is why did we trade up? Because it's not like he was just there for us at 30 and we were like, hey, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and take this guy. It's like this guy was on our draft board and we were like, we're gonna move up and take him. And actually trade like, and trade. That's what's confusing. My like, only thought is that is that they see a big, strong, fast quarterback with a big arm, and they say, oh, there's a lot of potential there. Like, he's a project. Like, you know, Patrick, not obviously not Patrick Mahomes, but like, you know, try to go towards that mold where the NFL is kind of going. There's more athletic quarterbacks, and you just say, all right, for four years, we'll develop you. But then mm-hmm. yeah. that pretty much means – and what's tough if, if, if he develops that means they're probably not going to sign Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be a backup quarterback for he's, seven he's years. He's not like, going to be a Packer past his contract if he wants to keep playing past 40. 40. It's like basically giving him a time limit that he didn't yeah. even set for himself. Yeah, and, and he ends up being like Brady, where he has to go somewhere for mm-hmm. a final for a, for a last dance. Yeah. I've, just been, Which, I've just been watching this. Oh my god! Of course, you compare it to last day. <laughs> Go ahead and sing for us, please. Actually, um, I there was a good analogy. I was trying to be more positive because uh, I definitely had more negative thoughts after the draft. But I was watching Last Dance. The it was the last episode that they've had for so the fourth episode, and they were talking about when Phil Jackson came into Chicago. And how Michael Jordan didn't like him because he was taking the ball out of his hands. And he's like, no, we're going to run the triangle offense. And Jordan's like, man, I'm used to putting up 50 points a game. Like, this is stupid. But it really allowed the team to get better. You know, Scottie Pippen's game enhanced and, and all these other things. And it did make me think of just our last season with Matt LaFleur because Matt LaFleur comes in and says, all right, Aaron, we're changing the offense. And Aaron's like, man, I'm used to doing this. And now we're doing 
zone run schemes and some of these other things and maybe the big offensive plays we're not having but maybe the maybe Lafleur just kind of has the team in mind that this is going to help us and Aaron the way that you have to play in your late 30s and 40s is going to be a different style it just made me think you know maybe this is the positive yeah is maybe even this step back yeah and maybe even this draft is just like it's hard to see it because we're hanging on to the past a little bit but moving forward this may be the best thing for us I would, I would agree with that if Aaron Rodgers was like declining but like he's still yeah. mm-hmm. and that's the I, thing I, I think is, anyone would list yeah. him in the top <laughs> tier like he's yeah. it's not like he's all of a sudden you know Peyton Manning yeah, like, on his last two years awesome. of his career yeah. Yeah, and that's Evan the, I've been negative all week, so let me try to turn this into a positive. But, like, yeah, the reality is Aaron... I just can't see the rationale besides it's a project. Like, he's a project, but if he's a project, then don't take him, don't trade up and take him in the first round. Yeah, I may have to eat my own words on this. So, last week in our pre-draft podcast, we were lifting up our sleeper picks... And I made, I was making some hot takes and I said, I think Jordan Love is the second best quarterback in this draft. I basically named Joe Burrow. Oh my God. I said, Joe Burrow is my bust. <laughs> I said, Tua is, is probably my, my number one. And then Jordan Love. And we draft them. And of course, all the guys on that podcast shoot me a text. Like they drafted your boy. And I'm just like livid because I'm like, this is a wasted pick. Like, you know, we don't I didn't go, want him for us. Yeah, like. I'm like, we don't go Higgins. I'm like, T Higgins is there. You know, we uh, we traded up. I was like, oh, we're gonna get uh, Patrick Queen. We're gonna go linebacker, and it's like quarterback. Yeah, that's and what I was thinking it's too. like, what the heck are we doing? That's what the surprising part is. Like Aaron Rodgers, probably towards the end of his prime, but. Probably close to his prime. And you think well, that's, help. that's like, you know. the crazy part that I think is like, I am throwing some stats at you from well, uh, a video that I watch. Well, no, I, this it's just crazy. So 2005 was the last time that we drafted an offensive elite player in the first round. And guess who it was? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. We haven't had one since. And ever since then, no, you have. We have not drafted an offensive player in the first round since 2005. Oh my god! Except for now, so that's why it's like it's looking like history is repeating itself, and it's like they're trying to do that almost. But I mean, the defense has needed some help. Yeah. Well, we definitely like. That's what I'm saying. When you get towards the end of this, like I am all for it. Like I can see the little things being moved into place like yes it's just to make sense it's like Aaron Rodgers was expecting the first round finally for the first year ever like give me a receiver get me some help because we yeah. almost made it we just didn't have enough offense like we were so close we just didn't have it all you know so it's like why would you not get him a weapon oh let's trade up I thought okay maybe we're going receiver trading up nope completely lose our fourth round pick and still no offense so it's like you're pretty much putting us in the same category as we were last year a bunch of people are gonna 
think that we're going to suck and it's just going to be crappy and everybody's mad at the Packers. It's like you did nothing to make anyone happy with this. It just seems like there's no direction. Like, yeah. Well, here's, this is a question I had for later, but as Grayson brings it up. So we didn't draft receiver. And again, this was, everyone thought we were going to draft receiver with this draft class. It is a question are the Packers, are we set at receiver? Because if we remember, okay, obviously we have Devontae Adams, but we had our two draft products from, I forget when Valdez Scantling and St. Brown were drafted. It was like two years ago. This will be their third year. Mm-hmm. But St. Brown, Brown was injured for the season. And Valdez Scantling was battling an ankle injury most of the season. So he wasn't as explosive as yeah. we thought he was going to be. And then we have Geronimo Allison. I've always been iffy about him, but he's a gamer. I'm just – my question is, yeah. do we I don't even have, have him on my list of, like, receivers. It's like, <laughs> sorry. And we just signed Devin Funches. That, again, mm-hmm. it was a questionable call, but he, he can be a seasoned guy in the locker room. Because he's been around for just a little you, bit. You think of it more as like by committee than necessarily like one second receiver. But you know, if you do it by committee and just say Aaron Rodgers spreads the ball out anyways, you know, he does. Maybe they do, maybe they do it by committee or by mm-hmm. running backs or tight ends or you know whatever the case may be. That maybe instead of two good options, he's got one good option and four okay options or you know mm-hmm. or depending on the game or matchup and he's always made that work but it's like we're waiting for one, another Super Bowl from Aaron Rodgers and you can't have it when everybody already knows that Aaron Rodgers is going to spread the ball to whoever especially if Devontae Adams is like when Devontae Adams was hurt this season didn't we have a win streak like we won all of our games and he wasn't even in the game that it was turf toe and it's like that's the best we are is when we're elusive. Like nobody knows where it's going versus you put Devontae mm-hmm. on the field. Everybody's going to have their best corner on it. Well, that's why I know? think the bigger problem for the Packers isn't, isn't receivers or, you know, necessarily offensively because like, I feel like the Packers are going to put up points with Aaron Rodgers okay. with or without. It's more of like defensively. Exactly. Like, so that's, that's why, why I'm I, not mad about yeah. it. I'm with you on that, David. I agree. It's just like the quarterback doesn't make sense. And I still think that like coming up with pick two, that's where I'm at. Like pick one is dumb. It is a waste and I didn't like it, but I'm definitely way more mad about pick number two. <laughs> Let's jump to pick two then. Um. <laughs> so the second round pick, we go running back. A.J. Dillon from Boston College. And this is a position we seem pretty set at. We had Aaron Jones, who – did he have a – he had a Pro Bowl year, right? Did he get voted to the Pro Bowl? He if he didn't, if he didn't, he should have been. He was – yeah. he and Christian McCaffrey, I think they were like – they were stat for stat. They were pretty close. Yeah, no, they're – Especially, I mean, I don't look at stats in any other way than fantasy, but I mean, yeah, and that's top two on fantasy for sure. So top two in fantasy, and I would say that's that's enough to say, okay, like this guy is this guy's a beast. Um, Jamal Williams was a pretty solid two back, I thought. 
Yeah. Or is. He was, so he was why are we drafting? Now we have three solid running backs. The only argument I have for this is, is maybe this, this is a copycat NFL. And if you look at what the Ravens are doing with their run scheme, they're doing something no other team is doing with, with, with Lamar and their running backs. But we're not – we don't have Lamar. We don't have Lamar. <laughs> like, that's the only thing is I'm like – And now Lamar has this... that really good guy from don't, – don't they have Patrick Queen or whatever now too? They got Patrick Queen. Ravens also drafted a running back. So, so – to, to play devil's advocate, um, Eddie Lacey, um, uh, no, he had like phenomenal year. Um, but yeah, he's got one year left on his contract, right? Who does? That up. He does. Yes, that's something I was yeah, going to so bring like, up. Running backs are free agency. Running backs are like very expensive. If like if he has another good year, mm-hmm. going to want a lot of money. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And if you think it's like kind of a just plug anyone in there and do well, I understand that. I mean, as well as you know, if you need money to beef up the defense or to sign a second receiver or something like that, then you can't pay running back. A lot of money, you know what I mean. I, Especially, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Well, I was thinking too, um, and I agree with you. I I read that, and I was like, well, it makes sense that like Aaron Jones is going to want more, but also like if you have him as some sort of options, like are they trying to get rid of both of the Aaron's right now? Like, is that the plan? Like, is that where we're moving? I would say no. Like. <laughs> If you're totally changing everything, then like this draft makes sense. But it's like, why are you changing so many things when things are working? Like we're getting almost there. So it's just like, these are not almost changes. These are like very abrupt. So I think that this was a good pick because of LaFleur's experience with the Titans and that big guy. What is his name? Derek Henry. Yep. Didn't he work a lot yeah. with him? And so it's like, it, it sounds like Matt LaFleur is like becoming the coach and he's getting a lot of credit for this one year being with the Packers. And it's like, does he get all the credit? Because like, yeah, he's an awesome first year coach and has a lot of like things that have never happened with a first year coach before, but still he has Aaron Rodgers as his weapon. So it's like, are you giving too much control right now to Matt LaFleur and he's not making the perfect decisions? I don't know. I'm just, I'm critical. I mean, but. Like, I like this pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. If Jones leaves like a walk, if he asks mm-hmm. for a lot of money, then like you pretty much need a, another running back yeah. um, unless you are that confident in Williams, which obviously they're not, um, or they don't, or they just need to take someone off the load for him or whatever the case is. So having a, a plan B, I think is very reasonable and smart, especially like if you can say we can keep plugging in running backs for cheap and he's a big, strong running back and just, but I mean, just someone that's a big, strong running back that gets picked six, 62nd, like overall, like what about just next year in the draft draft a running back in the first like round like that? That's a, and I thought about What's that too. What's the difference, you know? Like it just, it's not well, a now problem. I think the difference so. is one one year of experience in the NFL, one year with the playbook, one NFL training, and strength to training, and 
and adjusting to the speed and the strength. And, you know, if they liked them, then why wait on them? You know, I agree. It's just like, what, like, you don't know what next year holds. And that could be the reason they did it too. Cause they don't know if there's going to be somebody that's really good that they want next year, but still 62nd versus a first round pick that could be even better. It's just like, I don't know. Again, trying to think of who's going to be a starter. Like he's going to start, but not as much as Aaron Jones. And yeah, he's going to learn from him or learn the game. Awesome. Cool. But like, we need somebody who's getting in there right away. Who's like, star potential what's interesting like the first round running backs recently because of because of the rookie contracts and and the running back position having limited you know you only have so many miles as a running back and you see like like Zeke and Le'Veon Bell these guys who are holding on their contract Melvin Gordon so like these early first round running backs they really only have like a five-year shelf life like of like being like a top product and I mean of course there are outliers like sure. I think McCaffrey could be running hard for like <laughs> I don't know I mean I'm that that yeah. may be a hot take too but I'm just saying that there may be more value for your pick like just taking you know again with this is where I think of a copycat NFL is if we have two or three running backs that we can run our zone scheme with. And this is what the Ravens are doing. They've got, even though they showed out cash for Mark Ingram for a few years, but it's having those running backs who can, who can share the load, who can, who can do what you need to do. And maybe that's maybe again, that's where I see maybe the positive spin on this is we got another valuable running back in our backfield who can be a weapon. It, see, I, I mean, I think the pick made a lot of sense and like I thought it was fine and reasonable. Uh, I don't think it's the greatest pick if you look at what the Packers did overall through, you know, seven picks. Like getting a quarterback in the first round, I think, was a mistake. But if they were to get, let's say, a linebacker or a corner or a receiver, or, you know, something else in the with that first pick, then I think this second pick would make a lot more sense. Like having yeah. a running back as a second pick, but yeah, yeah. like I, yeah, uh, like yeah. I, I also don't I, think I think the fir- I'm with you. I think the first pick had all the Packers fans on edge because we were like, "What the hell are we doing?" Mm-hmm. And then when we take a running back, it's like, okay, now we're down two nothing. You know, now we've drafted two positions <laughs> that we don't need that we're set at. And if we had gone for yeah, exactly, if we had gone for a position that we felt really good about you know, oh man, we're filling that linebacker spot. And then you get a running back. You probably feel a little bit better, but we were all just yeah. at this point, we were very like, gosh, what are we going to do next? Like, what are we, how are we going to mess yeah. this up even more? So exactly. That's why I think the second pick was a good pick. But when you look at the first pick, it kind of, it devalues this pick, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. I, I totally agree. agree. Because actually, you're, I like I like you the make pick. me sound really mean, but like <laughs> you're you're not wrong. It's just I'm I just kept seeing Matt Lafleur look super giddy, and I'm just like, dude, like you are so set up. What are you doing? Like, please, please help me out. But whatever, Matt Lafleur, love him. Love if you got a final thought on Dylan, 
Oh, I could throw in my new seg. I got a new segment I need to add. So is it ankle breakers? <laughs> yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> oh. Ankle breakers. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm good. I don't I don't remember what I was going to talk about. It right. Something to do with the trade up, but I can't remember. So go ahead. Okay. So we're moving to pick three. Yeah, let's just let's go ahead and move to. Pick three. So I already asked you. I asked you the question I was going to ask about the receivers. I forgot. Um, Alan Lazard mm-hmm. is another. He was a solid receiver. I really. Liked I was about to say why are you? And honestly, you look at our receivers, and everybody's tall. It's like can't, just work on catching. You got this. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to put it where you need it to be. So just be tall, like you already are. Yeah, and it's still, you know, and, and it makes me laugh. Ball, you know? Something I thought of. Do you remember it was Valdez Scantling and St. Brown's rookie year, and there was a play that Aaron Rodgers, as the play clock is ticking, everyone's huddled up. He's literally talking to St. Brown and Valdez. He's like, he's almost like pointing to them like, no, 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 don't run a crossing. You got to run. He's like, you know, he's almost coaching them. So it's, I even thought of, all right, this is. They get nervous. Like, I'm like, this is their third year. We've got some seasoned guys. We've got some chemistry. You know, maybe we don't need a rookie messing that up. That's why I think it's like receiving by committee. Yeah. And that, that was a good point. So round three, what we're getting to is now we draft a rookie tight end, Josiah DeGura, Cincinnati. And at this point, this was probably a pick that a lot of fans felt good about. Um, And that was probably just because this is our first team need position, that Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Jimmy Graham's gone. And we did draft a tight end last year last year so now we've got another yep so now we've got another one um any thoughts on this well we have three tight ends already too so like jimmy graham's gone but we have mercedes and tanyan so i've never been big on mercedes i'm not either but the way that we've always played the tight end is like it's not really a weapon that we've used but I feel like that the way that he's gonna be used is kind of how Jimmy was used short passes but hopefully he'll just be like a little bit better and like take criticism better and Lafleur can build him up but I don't think this was a bad pick I just like hopefully he is he gets good because he's not like a star or anything. Like none of the tight ends in the draft were like crazy good or anything anyways. So yeah. my only beef with this part of the draft. So again, round four, we, we gave up that pick to go up four places to snag love, which no team was going to take them except maybe the no, Titans. The Titans were the only ones that was like, well, they got Tannehill, but maybe, I was, yeah. but I don't think anybody's going to take love. So we give up round four pick, and I'm just yeah. going to lift up. These were three receivers available. Um, you got Antonio Grady-Golden. We could have taken him with our fourth pick from Liberty. He went to the Redskins. Joe Reed mm, from Virginia him. went to the Chargers. And Tyler Johnson from Minnesota, he really – he had a lot of value, um, and he's now in Tampa Bay with Brady. So – 
<laughs> those were just three guys that I'm like, man, we could have just taken one of those guys just to see, yeah. um, you know, maybe Funchess is just still a broken man and nothing works out. We need someone to step up. But well, did we, you see that we draft, we, um, signed a guy in January from the Canadian football league? No, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. His name is Bagleton. 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 I have no idea, Bagleton. but I was reading about it. Yeah. Well, people in Wisconsin will say it weird anyways. So <laughs> it's like, just don't say it. I already cut that part. Of but, about um, the he apparently, Wisconsin people. Now we're keeping that. It's okay. Everyone, all of his followers are from Indiana. So yeah, as long as I don't Hoosiers. make fun of the Hoosiers and I love the Hoosiers. Um, but no, I, I read that he got most outstanding player award in the CFL. So oh, wow. look out. And he's a what receiver. If he's like actually good though. I don't know. Yeah. He's a wide receiver. Huh. They did this in January. So. All right. I'll give my thoughts now that the CFL talk is done. Um, I'm just telling you we had another receiver. What? I was just telling you we had another receiver, but you're so sassy. Which which I appreciate because so my thoughts were in the fourth round, um, like taking a tight end to me makes sense. Um, Like the Jimmy Graham project was a fail. You know, that's over with. Um, And if you look at some of the best offenses in the NFL and look at the two Super Bowl teams where they're one of their best weapons is a tight end, you know, look, you know, Kelsey and Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. God, George Kittle. All all those, all those guys, like a tight end is just a huge mismatch. And that's like the biggest problem that defenses have Mm -hmm. is covering a good tight end. So chance on a tight end to me kind of makes sense because, you know, what's, you know, if you don't have what an option there, you know, why not take one? Yeah. That's what we've kind of been doing too. So it's like, we got to get lucky somewhere around here. I feel like we haven't found, yeah, we haven't found a tight end since like the two thousands. Like Bubba Franks was our last, like, this is our solid tight end. But then it was like Jermichael Finley. That didn't work out. It's like such a good security blanket and weapon. Yeah, absolutely. And then I mean, my it, other thought was on why not to take a receiver is like, if you take one in the fourth round, like is in re- all reality, is he going to be a number two receiver right off the bat? I don't, probably, so I probably think not, but we still didn't get that pick. You know what I mean? Like everybody, most other teams got a fourth round pick and we just completely, we went from third round tight end to fifth round and skipped over all the good stuff so it's just like I totally agree with you like who knows how good the receiver would be but a you'd make the fans happy because they'd be like yay we see this and b you never justified why you moved up four spots to get a quarterback so it's like yeah but I still don't think you panic just to reach on a receiver I think he's going to be that much than the five receivers that you have like if he just gets becomes one of those guys then now you have six or you know four receivers five receivers that all are kind of borderline like three receivers or number three option and then well that's kind of how our tight end right now is that we just drafted too though it's like none of our tight ends are like standout but you're still gonna have to work to like be the top tight end because you haven't been around as long as the other guys so 
It's like yeah. none of these picks are people who are just coming in being starters. Like no, this and- is where I gotta I gotta throw in this is my new segment, pack trivia. So this is here's your here's your pack trivia question. The Packers since nineteen seventy eight have only drafted three wide receivers in the first round. Can you name those three receivers? Two of them are Hall of Fame. The first hand's 1978. I didn't, I didn't really – this didn't register until I saw it. James Lawson was drafted by the Packers, pick number six. 1988, Packers drafted Sterling Sharp, wide receiver. Actually, he's not Hall of Fame. I, I did that wrong. He's, he's like the biggest – he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not because he got injured. But he had eight seasons that were like solid. Like he was on track mm. and they got hurt. And then the last one was Javon Walker in 2002. But mm. even just saying that, so these are notable. I mean, so Marquez Valdez Scantling was a fifth round pick. He's still a little unproven. But Devontae Adams, second round. Randall Cobb, second round. Jordy Nelson, second round. James Jones, third. Greg Jennings, second round. Donald Driver was a sixth-round draft pick. He's kind of the outlier. So it's not crazy to not take a receiver in the first round. But, again, a lot of those guys were like second, yeah. third round, which is, which is prime position. Well, and again, to me, like I don't think a receiver is that big of a need just because I feel like they're, they're kind of deep, not necessarily in like great second options, but like they're not – bad third options so if you're not this is coming from someone who doesn't watch the Packers every week and literally live and breathe Packers football it's like we literally pick every little thing apart (laughs) I get that but if (laughs) if if you're gonna address that need then you do it in the first round not the fourth yeah yeah absolutely like like when you draft people I feel like in the fourth fifth sixth seventh round those are more like those those guys aren't impact players right away. They're not starters. They're not going to be like the the you know plug and play right away. So well, if you want to address our the need, key that's... player, sorry, just saying our key player is worth the trade up of no fourth round pick and the first round pick. So yeah, no, so I'm saying like the first pick might be a mistake, but if you want to address a need, you don't like if you want to address a need the first week. You don't do it in the fourth round. Yeah. Definitely. You address a need in the sixth round. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying they don't need a receiver, but I'm saying you, a fourth or fifth round receiver or sixth round receiver is just going to be thrown in with the same group of receivers you already have. With the people we're writing about that were like, oh, yeah, they got this many yards. And it's like, if you look at Gantling and – Lazard, they have almost the same amount of receiving yards last year, but one has more touchdowns than the other, but they're both like under 500 yards. You know what I mean? And it's like, they probably had like Valdez Scantling had his 500 yards at the beginning or something. And then Lazard towards the end, you know what I mean? It was never like at the same time. So it's like, you can't play just one of them. You have to see who's having a good day and who's not. Yeah. And yeah, well, last like year was a funky, the, it was a really funky year because I feel like our whole core wasn't really healthy all at the same time. Yeah. As again, Adams, he got turf toe after like week four. He wasn't, 
he wasn't back to full potential to like week 12. And Valdez Scantling had a bummed ankle at the beginning of the season. And Lazard filled in, you know, like I think it was Lazard against the Lions. He like, he went off. He had like eight catches or something like that. And it was just like, okay, like it's there, Mm -hmm. but Um, it's, it's not all there at this, like at once. So that was, again, it's kind of good that, all right, this rookie's getting experience and, but we were just Mm -hmm. waiting to see it all come together. Yeah. My question I asked. Forgetting my guy Kumaro too. Kumaro. Yeah. I love him. I think that he might come up this year. Keep that, keep hey, that Aaron in the podcast just in case. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm thinking. And clearly, everyone hates Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron's <laughs> going to be sticking with the people who actually like him, a.k.a. I think that was, uh <laughs> I think it was Bakhtiari sent out a message right after the pick, or he, like, did a tweet. He's like, oh, man, Aaron's about to be mad. <laughs> it's like, Aaron's about to be slinging <laughs> no it. Like, Yeah. So my question was, so David, you said, you know, you can't try to fill a position round four. And I kind of well, made it, I, well, I just said, do you do it round six? Because the Packers drafted three offensive linemen in the sixth round. And that was a very big hole that Brian Balaga has left. Mm-hmm. So it's even a question of, okay, like, you know, if one of those guys works, great. But outside of Jeff Saturday, I can't name like an offensive lineman who went like past the fifth round who was just awesome. So, like I view like later round picks as like you know they're they're projects, they're, they're needs that you need, but not. you know right away um, ideally like they're not your top needs obviously because you address those earlier typically unless you're the Packers and draft a quarterback um, but I mean I, I don't think the offensive line's necessarily that bad you know what I mean so yeah, I no. don't think that was that's but there's just the just we're and not that we're trying to replace Brian Balaga with three rookies in the sixth round that's not it yeah but but we we didn't again we didn't go out of our way early in this draft to say hey there's an offensive tackle that we could trade up for that there's somebody that we could really take here yeah no and i get that but unfortunately you can't address every need early so you're gonna have to prioritize and if you don't think the offensive line is your biggest problem right now then you but it might be in a year or two or three years then draft a couple of guys to maybe one of them develops faster than others maybe two of them develop or maybe you can move one tackle or guard or center that's what these players are that's what i love about them they can play anywhere they're big like i think that the reason they chose these two is because a lot of times this is a position that we've had issues with injuries too and like even just a random injury during the middle of the game where like whoever you send in because Lane Taylor, whoever is hurt or like, you know what I mean? Like they come in and then pretty much our offense is over for that drive because they can't hang. So it's like, if you have these people and you train them so that they're ready to go in the game, especially just for those quick moments, like that might be a game changer too. 
Yeah, and this may be cliche, but anytime I see like one of those guys was from Michigan, anytime I see Big Ten next to an offensive lineman, I'm like, all right, I feel good. Like I feel comfortable. And again, that that may be silly, but his dad played the yeah, NFL no, for the, a while the too. The Runyon guy, his dad is a U.S. congressman, and he's the VP of rules and stuff for the NFL right now. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was all pro offensive tackle. Man, Grayson, you're dropping some. Grayson, you're dropping you're some welcome. pack trivia. We should have made. No, we whenever this. Every year, I always uh, research everything that's going on. So, well, I even liked I your uh, your your out. drop on the the last time we drafted an offensive. Yeah, I thought that was that that's was my good. favorite stuff during All the right. games. I'm always I'm gonna, like, no way. I'm going to refer to you for pack trivia from now on. All right. Um. Oh, but I was going to ask you. So, if they're getting all these guys. And we got Lane Taylor. Lane Taylor, I read this somewhere. Apparently, if we find a way to replace him and we like trade him off, that gives us 4.1 million in salary cap space. So reading that made me kind of think like, oh, we're getting these guys so that we can save up some money and then pay a big receiver. It's like, are all of these things like just a background for maybe trying to get rid of a few people who are not essential, who aren't really doing that great, but they're decent, get some money and then spend it somewhere big. Yeah. And unfortunately that is, it's the name of the game. Um, and the, th- the sad thing is again, Aaron Jones just had this great year and like, like you guys mm-hmm. mentioned a contract year, they're going ahead and they're getting, they're getting his understudy and kind of like, all right, we're going to capitalize. Hopefully he gives us one more year and then we can trade him and try to get some value for it. Um, and yep. again, sadly, that is the nature of the game. I would hope that we can, that we can make sure that we, you know, again, Aaron, we're keeping Aaron. That's the hope is we want to keep Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. I use the name Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to say which one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we want to keep Rogers and we want to keep his supporting cast as far as, you know, Bakhtiari is just his anchor. So we want to keep Bakhtiari as long as he's producing. And Lane Taylor would be another one. Except for all of his calls. And so it is tough because I see us, I see Aaron Jones as the expendable one. Like Jones is the one that, you know, unless he's willing to take, you know, some type of, you know, like, you know, a raise, but not necessarily what other teams might be paying him. Um, mm-hmm. Almost like what Randall Cobb did for a while where he stayed with the Packers and got, he got basically playoff bonuses and capitalized on that. Um, yeah. Or like what Brady did with the Patriots is he, he took a pay cut and, basically said so you could say if i make you know if i make playoffs and like you know make super bowl i get i get x amount of money yeah, uh, running backs won't do that though because their exactly. careers are are short and that yeah. the shelf life thing comes into play so he is such a crucial part of the offense and like he honestly in my mind counts as one of the receivers just because they give him so many passes and throw him the ball and 
he even got better at just like catching and receiving and like being a part of those plays. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I compared him to big guy is not. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, I, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot, but, um, and he's, you know, he's, he just, he's a different running style, but it, it is that it's the new era of running backs is he can be a receiver. He can be a running back. I'd like to keep him. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Time will tell. You think A.J. Dillon could be a good receiver? Yeah. I don't know. David, you have to say no out loud, David. It's a podcast. (laughs) Uh, uh, He's more of a in-between tackles, a little more overpowered back, Mm -hmm. a traditional running back than anything else. Well, I just read somewhere about um, one of the guys – they want to make him an H back and they want to like copy the offense of how the 49ers are doing things. I can't remember which one they said about that. Did they say that about, um, oh yeah, the tight end. Apparently, um, that's interesting. Everyone thinks he'd be a really good H back and like put us uh, more in the yeah, category who is the, guy, of the 49ers. Yeah, who is the guy for the 49ers? Their fullback. The Dinoiax. D- D- yeah. Uh, something like that. Something like something. that. <laughs> well, whatever the case, he yeah. is a game changer. And they said that um, that's what they think LaFleur wants this guy for to kind of open things up. So I thought that was cool. Stretch the field a little bit. Um, but thought that was cool and then the only other thing that I read was that the Jake Hansen and whoever else Simon Stepaniak they were the two strongest their best stat they got mentioned reps at the combine and I was like what so we just picked the two strongest guys that's that. Which, we'll take for interior linemen I think it's pretty huh? kind of what you want is just some strong ass dudes and <laughs> exactly i know so that's why i was like this is cool just with me tanks. like you pick back to back just like big men like that's cool i kind of like it like it's just funky and then the last guy that we chose was a safety and he was the guy who did the 96 yard run against jalen hurts and i was like rematch when we play the Eagles, we're getting another one. Pick six. <laughs> oh, my guy. <laughs> we're coming for you. Just kidding. Kyle, be really Kyle cool. Juszczak is the 49ers fullback. Juszczak. Okay, I was close enough. J-U-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. If anyone was wondering. Yeah. So, David, if you had to um, grade the Packers A through F in draft score, what would you give us? Um, C minus. C minus. That's pretty generous. I was going to say C minus or or D plus. It's like on the verge of that. Just mainly because (laughs) I think the first pick, you know, I think that was pretty bad personally i liked the second pick i liked their third pick and the um and then the offensive line thing kind of made sense to me um the they got a linebacker and safety the only 
like I thought they did well with a bunch of their picks, but I just think there was other needs that they could have. It just sounds like a lot of fill-in things and like versatile players that they're like, oh, we're going to move you around a little bit, see where you work best. Like even that safety, like he's probably going to play corner more than anything else. Yeah, I don't think they like improved their team that much for next year, but it yeah, sounds like. Well, we maybe. my argument would be we've done it in the off season. Like again, we needed linebacker. We signed Kirksey. We thought yeah. we needed receiver. We got Funches for a year. Mm-hmm. So we've been making those moves in the same way that last year we got Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. Like you know, we made moves in the off season. So that's where I give us credit is mm-hmm. we're not my, my just thing is, using the draft and we're trying to make those appropriate moves. My only thing is like Aaron Rodgers was going to like put up points. So obviously it's nice to give him help, but I think defensively, you know, when they were good, it's when they had Clay Matthews and their defense was pretty good. And now when you're, when you're giving up 40 points and you have to score 45 points, it's a little tougher. I don't know. Yeah. I like I like the Packers defense. The oh big gosh. hole. I love the Smith. The big hole is just the middle linebacker position. That's what mm-hmm. we were again. Tight ends were killing us, and the run game. Like we were just yeah. not able to we stop just the can't run. Stop it. But our corners, pretty solid. I like the Darnell Savage pick last year at safety, and we even we have a linebacker. I think it's from last year's draft. It's Oren Burks. And we feel pretty confident in him at middle linebacker. So, again, part of it is it's all a process that we, we trust the people we have. We like, we like our well, team. And the, the linebacker and yeah, the linebacker that we got. But I just would have liked them to do that earlier. I mean, maybe they really like those two guys. Who knows? But yeah, I just feel like, yeah. I feel like they addressed a lot of things, but not in the order that I would have done it. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. I wanted I, when we traded up. I thought we were going Patrick McQueen or Patrick Queen, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'm so calm. really." Is, yeah. The only thing that didn't make sense was the first pick. Like the second pick made sense yeah. to me. Third pick made sense. The rest I thought all made sense. But like maybe if, if that first pick was any other position, I just disagree with you about the second pick. But everything else is pretty much. Grayson, what grade do you give? What letter I just grade? Give us a solid D. Don't think that we're gonna be much different this year based on just the draft alone. But thank goodness we're doing other stuff in the background. I feel like this is not the only thing that we're gonna see before the season starts. Something weird's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna trade somebody, or we're gonna try and buy somebody. I don't know. That's that's my opinion, but. Overall, I'm still a Packers fan, and we have to have bad years sometimes, honestly, so people don't just say, like, I hate the Packers. Like, okay, <laughs> why? <laughs> what did we do to you? You should see our draft. That was your team's draft. <laughs> Mine was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I give us – I would. I'm trying to be positive. I'll, I'll say uh, – I think it's a D plus, if I'm being honest. Um, time will tell. You know, it could be better. I think if just one of these guys is is a pro bowler, I would call it a win. You know, well, sadly, I, I think we may be cutting some of the, a lot of these, if not everybody. 
I do think that like this draft, you won't see anyone contribute necessarily in the first year, but like two, three, four years is when. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, which is why it's frustrating. Or I agree with Evan where they're not going to stay long because either a, they want to play and they realize that they're backups or B like, they're just not going to be good enough or they're going to play later and it doesn't impact us now, which is like, I want Aaron Rodgers to get another Super Bowl. Like, sorry, that's selfish, but like, I just want it. I want it for our team and we deserve it. We've had like so many close calls. It doesn't make me feel confident that we're going to overcome those close games at the end. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, I probably would have felt better again. I wanted us to take Patrick Queen or T Higgins. I was like, we're in perfect position to snag T Higgins. He's going to drop to us. And how sweet would it be to have Devontae Adams, T Higgins as our guys. And obviously that wasn't where the Packers, there's a reason they're getting paid and I'm a fan, you know, like is there, they're looking for the best outlook of the team. And I remember years being really excited for guys like, you know, I'd be like, Oh man, we got Dayton Jones who then is, is a bust. people who do nothing so it's all you know it's all based on you know how will they produce and I'm sure when Aaron Rodgers got drafted that was head scratching for a lot of people as well going we've got Brett Favre you know the greatest all time why are we getting Rodgers and obviously the aftermath of that was you know years two and three for Aaron were really weird because you had this, this is the next guy and, and the hall of famers not putting it on the shelf yet that he's, he's still out there. So, but it all worked out, you know, like we, we now see the whole picture. So maybe it'll just take some time for us to, to you just don't see that happening with many other teams. So you don't, but I'm optimistic that, if this Jordan Love thing, you know, in, in four years, Rodgers retires and Jordan Love is the next guy, we would have – could you could a team have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row? I don't know. And, and only time will tell. And that's Packers me stuff. being that's super optimistic. That's why everybody says I hate the Packers. That's me being super optimistic. <laughs> but um, But it could very well happen. Be cool if it does. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Maybe not. Probably a lot of people <laughs> are saying that. Well, hope you enjoyed our pod. Special thanks again to my guests, Grayson and David, for their post-draft analysis. And never miss another Packers pod by following our Facebook group page. Just search Packers Pod, two words, on Facebook, and then hit the follow button to stay tuned with all future Packers pods. Thanks again for listening, and as always, Go Pack Go. We'll see you next time.